0: sold his first wedding company for, call it, a couple hundred thousand bucks. He used all that money to plow it into his new idea, Isle Planner, selling into really the wedding planning industry. However, 15% of his user base or paid customer base actually are doing other things like product launches. So they're expanding a bit now doing about 320 grand a month in revenue up from 150 grand about a year ago. Healthy Growth Bootstrap, they've used Venture debt, they It sounds like used it very effectively, serving over 8,000 of these planners today. They've got a team size of seven based in San Diego, 4% revenue churn uh, annually. That's obviously on a gross basis when they do spend money, they spend 100 bucks to get a new $40 a month customer for a three month payback period. Hello, everybody. My guest today is Rob Faro. He's got 25 plus years of experience in building, designing, and implementing strategic marketing programs and is a firm believer in asking why and challenging norms. Throughout his career, he's been fortunate uh, to have worked with several great companies in the tech, consumer product, automotive, hospitality, entertainment sectors with a unique set of demands and needs. He's taken this collective experience into his role as CEO of his current company, Isle Planner, where his focus has been on creating a solid corporate foundation, developing their brand DNA, and developing the highest quality customer experience through best-in-class product. Rob, are you ready to take us to the top?
1: Yeah, let's uh, see what we can do here. Hopefully, give you something entertaining and enlightening. (laughs)
0: All right. What's the company do, and what's the revenue model? How do you make money?
1: So, we're a platform as a service. First of all, we're targeting the wedding and event industry. We've been at it for about four-plus years. Uh, We saw a large demand in that space to basically upgrade the technology platforms that were currently available. It was largely an antiquated and ignored field, but it makes up a incredible $100 billion worth of annual sales in the U.S. and about $330 billion globally. And um, our majority of our team, including my co-founder, came from the wedding industry. So it was something we knew very well and we were very intimate with. And we, we wanted to make a change and make a difference.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, so wedding planning tools. What's the revenue model here? Is it a one-time fee or is it SaaS or what?
1: It's SaaS. It's a monthly subscription fee based on the volume of weddings you plan on the platform.
0: Okay. Yeah. I was going to say, so it's not the actual kind of, you know, folks getting married. Cause that's a one-time thing. It's the wedding planners paying a subscription fee.
1: Yeah. We are, we target the back office. So we're basically a hybrid between the Microsoft
0: office slash QuickBooks of the wedding industry. Interesting. Okay. And so what will an average wedding planner pay you guys per month to get access to the tech?
1: Um, uh, average is about $40 a month right now. And that provides you a laundry list of services, a, a very impressive list. I'll say we provide our marketing solutions in the way of a front end, um, uh, marketplace listing and the mid side of it, we do a CRM lead generation tool set, which includes everything from payment processing, electronic signatures, um, lead intake, lead management, communication.
0: When and you then say the, leads, you're talking about people about to get married. You're helping them get customers. Interesting. So
1: we actually create a, a, a way for you to embed a snippet of code in any type of marketing platform you're currently working with that if they fill out their information, it comes directly into our platform and allows them to process that communication with that potential lead and convert that lead into a client.
0: Are you actually bringing them leads? They pay you for leads or no, do you just help them manage leads that they're getting?
1: it is something managed. We don't want to charge them any more than we have to. They've got their tentacles out all over the place. And most of the, the way industry is very unique. And that word of mouth is still a very powerful tool. So discovery is done by referral or by uh, usually visual discovery. Yep. So we want that once they're discovered, we want to find a way to convert that individual that's discovered them and interested in them into a conversation, ultimately into a client.
0: Yeah, you've got a lot of inspiration on the website. I got a sense that that might be a big kind of driver for you guys. Um, how many customers have you scaled to since I guess you launched in 2014?
1: We launched in 2014. We've done, gosh, I couldn't even give you a number, but I can't say it's been the hundreds of thousands when it comes to weddings that have been planned on our platform. Wow. Um, so it's been pretty impressive. And one of the other unique features of our site is we're not wedding specific. We're event agnostic, as we like to say. Um, we've seen a lot of wedding planners are very unique because a lot of them do more than just weddings. They'll do social events, they'll do product launches, they'll do corporate events. Whereas conversely, a corporate event planner will very rarely do a wedding. So we're seeing about 15 to 18% of the events on our platform right now are non-wedding events. Oh, great. Um, including product launches from, for some pretty high profile brands that we were, uh, we were humbled and honored by. We uh, we had a little customer service call. We value our customers' privacy uh, extremely. So we rarely look into the accounts unless there's an issue. And one of our clients to look in and we realized the clients they had were like, wow, is it okay if we share that? They're like, yeah, that's fine.
0: But it was, uh, it was amazing. So who was it? Um, can't share it publicly. I can share it around the office. <laughs> oh, got it. Okay, got it. So, so wait, so how many customers have you scaled today? How many folks are paying you, whether they're event planners or just product launch planners?
1: Oh, we've got, uh, gosh, between about eight and 10,000 total on the system right now. And, and know, is that free 10,
0: and paid or just for paid? That's just paid. Okay, that's they
1: great. They, they, it, it ebb and flows. So there's businesses and then there's customers. Um, businesses can can represent several customers. Um, planners sometimes have multiple planners, work organization. So we've got all kinds of different uh I think you call levels of customers.
0: Yeah. But just to be clear, you have you call up customers or businesses, whatever the verbiage is there that you want to use, you know, paying call it 40, 50, 60 bucks a month, something like that. Yes. That's great. Talk to me about churn. Obviously, it's critical in any SaaS company. What's your churn and how do you manage it? So our churn
1: is is incredibly low. Uh we manage it by creating a very sticky product. Obviously, that's the ultimate goal. Wait, Rob, how, how low? How low? For a little over 4% right now.
0: Monthly or annually? Annually. Logo or revenue? Uh, What was the first part? Sorry, you bumped up Like, number of, like, logos lost or actual revenue the logos make up lost?
1: Um, Actual, I guess, not familiar with that term. I'd say companies that have churned out. Okay. Uh, What what category would that fall into?
0: In other words, there are sometimes businesses like yours have customers that pay a grand a month. And if you lose that customer, it's really high revenue churn, but really low logo churn.
1: Oh, okay. This is uh, revenue churn. We we don't have any annual size subscription. Every subscription is monthly, so all of our revenue is is being recognized on a, on, a, on a, re, a cash flow basis. Uh, we did that for several reasons. So our churn is really due to companies that are bowing out or that have gone down into their slow period and they t- they they leave for three four
0: months and then come back. Okay, got it. So four percent revenue churn per year. Yes. That's healthy. How are you getting, I mean, I think you're going to say like some form of content marketing or visual inspiration, but specifically, I mean, how are you getting so many customers so quickly?
1: So a lot of it is basically, um, honestly driven by the the origins of wedding industry marketing one-on-one it's word of mouth. The site itself is very viral in nature. If you look at the story views of what you're looking at right now, the inspirations, let's say you click on a story, you'll see that the other participants in that event were listed on there so every time we publish a story they get notified they've been published on aisle planner and therefore they get to uh experience and and discover the brand that's one aspect of it conversely our platform is very collaborative so anytime you're planning an event on average there's between 10 and 12 other vendors that go into an event planning cycle the event the account admin will invite these other um Partners into the planning process, and they'll work collaboratively in the iO Planner environment and get introduced to iO Planner that way. So there's several sort of feeds that connect with the the industry or our customer base. So our growth has been largely powered by that sort of type of organic viral. Uh, engagement. I, I did it's word of mouth for simple, simplicity terms. Yeah. And in content, content marketing has been a big part of it because we try to showcase the beauty of the industry and get, get our customers, customers excited about wedding planning and finding things. So we've put a lot of time and effort into building a really amazing content base.
0: How many people are on the team, your team? Uh, seven right now. Okay. And where's everyone based?
1: <laughs> All here in San Diego.
0: And how many of them are only doing content or marketing or sales? Three of them. And what do the rest do?
1: Uh, three in development, three in content and yours truly trying to keep the wheels on the (laughs) bus.
0: That's great. And are you bootstrapped or have you raised capital?
1: We are bootstrapped and proud of it. Um, we sold a wedding planning business to start this business and we took the funds from sale that into this company. Uh, we do have some friends and family investors and interestingly enough, most of the employees are also investors in this company. They put their own money into watch it grow.
0: That's great. Do you mind me asking the first money you put in? I mean, what was that sale price on that first company? Are we talking millions or hundreds of millions or a thousand bucks?
1: God, I wish it was hundreds of millions. It'd be a different conversation right now. <laughs> um, hundreds of thousands, okay. but it was, it was enough as a small family. That was a big nut.
0: That's totally meaningful. So, definitely meaningful. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. And then, you know, fast-forwarding to today, so 40, you know, uh 8 you said 8 to 10,000. We'll do minimum 8,000 of them, you know, folks paying 40 bucks a month. That puts it at about 320 grand a month in revenue. Is that accurate?
1: Um, we keep that big. But yes, it's in that it's, it's around there. We'll just say that I I, I don't like to discuss our numbers because we're a private company and we're, pre, you know, we don't, uh, I just like we have big competitors. You
0: yeah, know, no, I get that. But I'm just, those are two numbers that you disclosed 8,040. So multiplying them should give me an accurate revenue number or at least generally correct.
1: Yeah. You're generally correct.
0: Okay. Fair enough. And then help me understand growth rates. So if you're at, you know, three 300 ish today, where were you about a year ago?
1: Um, gosh, a year ago we were about half of that.
0: So we've been doubling in size on an annual basis. That's that's healthy, especially especially for a bootstrapped company. And again, all just word of mouth.
1: All word of mouth. Um, some light duty advertising. It's
0: been it's been a struggle. What what's light I mean, advertising?
1: We've been doing some stuff on Facebook, some social advertising. We've done some, um, industry inner, inner industry advertising and some inner industry trade shows. We're pro centric, so we focus on the pros. Um, so we don't do a lot in the way of consumer marketing. Everything
0: is really done towards the industry. Well, I mean, but what would you spend in a given month on Facebook ads?
1: (laughs) What do I have? It depends what I've left in my pocket.
0: Okay. So Um, we're not talking like tens of thousands. We're talking like maybe a thousand here, a thousand there.
1: Yeah. We're spending a few thousand a month.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I apologize.
1: It seems like our local refuse company knew we were doing an interview, so they thought they'd show up right now and back their truck up. So I apologize. And for that's the okay. I wasn't sure truck. if it was
0: an ice cream truck or a fire siren. Either one are both. They're both exciting, I guess. So, um, <laughs> when when you uh, when you do spend money to acquire a new forty dollar a month customer, how much will you spend on them fully weighted?
1: Um, you know. It, that's, the customer acquisition cost has always been an interesting conversation because there's no one trigger or one conversion metric that'll give us that accurate dollar amount. So it's sort of an aggregate, and we do a you know we do a 30 day free trial onboarding. We do commit like, um, and I'm going to sound vague on this, and I apologize okay. because we're still trying to figure out how we fit in like our our onboarding team because they're a cost center to us and they're part of that acquisition cost, and it's something we haven't truly, I, I guess. Figured out yet? Um, but I would say, on average, it's probably about 100 bucks is is probably a realistic number right now. It's
0: um, so a three month payback. That's in, not bad.
1: Yeah, all in. But then you know we the the, the challenge we have is we're in a, we're in a, a cyclical industry that's seasonal. So we see ebb and flows in our customer base. Like right now, we're at a lower customer time, and we'll ramp up again at the end of this year when booking season starts. And then it's kind of a trickle down. So the way our business has been designed is really. We tried to layer in additional business models along the way. That's why we, we consider ourselves a platform as a service. So we're not solely dependent upon the SaaS model for our revenue generation. There's all kinds of different um, from the transaction model to the CRM subscription base to the marketplace listings to add revenue. There's all kinds of things peppered into the, the system.
0: Yeah. But you just to be clear, your SaaS revenue what we talked about earlier, forty, you know, times eight thousand, that's pure SaaS, three twenty a month. Well,
1: that's not pure SaaS, that's partial SaaS. I wanna clarify that. It's a little bit of everything.
0: Oh, I didn't know um, that. Sorry, okay.
1: you're bumping on yeah, yeah, yeah. So I want to clarify, because I, I think it comes across that we're way, that sounds way higher than it is. The revenues are there, but it's a combination of everything. So I want to, I feel like I'm backpedaling on that, but that is a, I'm um, just, through, as you were thinking, I'm throwing the number I'm off. We already be held accountable just on basic subscriptions. It's not all subscriptions. It's a, co- it's a combination of everything.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, I'm, gl- by the way, I'm glad you're fixing it. Sometimes I go through the questions fast. So thanks for fixing that. Uh, what? I, if you-
1: all right. I'm like trying to do the math in my head. I'm like, okay, what did he say exactly? And how am I saying this exactly? Yeah. So, yeah.
0: Well, all, again, wh- so what you're saying is when these folks pay you 40 bucks a month, that's not always mm-hmm. just subscription.
1: No, it's a combination of all a- facets of that user divided by the revenue.
0: I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. Okay. So if you look at like last 12 months and your revenue kind of pie, I mean, what portion of that would you say is pure SaaS? Is it the majority?
1: It's definitely the, it's the majority of our revenue. It's not, not the majority of our income. It's the majority of our revenue. And because we do transactions, we have pastor through as well.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got it, got it. Sorry, okay. these
1: are questions that I'm not, because it, we don't, we don't talk about this publicly on a regular basis. So that's why I'm.
0: No, no, it's fair. I appreciate it. So I, I, I definitely appreciate it. So, okay, good. That's helpful to understand. Um, now, obviously you're also bootstrapped. So obviously you're running the business that cash flow positive, correct? You're not plowing more money in of your own money every month.
1: No, we're finally turned the corner about a year ago. So it's been, it's been kind of nice. We're starting to pay back some debt and get ahead
0: of schedule on things. Oh, how how much debt have you raised? Was it like, was it like venture debt or just like bank debt?
1: Private debt. It was friends and family, convertible note debt.
0: Oh, I see. I Um, see.
1: Yeah. So you run a business for five years, you run negative for three and a half years, you accrue a debt along the path. Um, We were fortunate enough to be able to find ways to service that debt, whether through deferment or partial payments. And now we're at a point where we're actually able to turn that, that corner.
0: That's great. Um, are you, are you going to, you're going to pay it all back out though, not convert it to equity?
1: Uh, to be determined. Yeah, It really, sure. really depends on what, as far as fundraising goes. Yep. And if we decide to raise that money or not, we're, we're entertaining offers and opportunities along the way.
0: Would you consider, it sounds like you did kind of friend and family and bank debt, but you know, venture debt's becoming very popular as a non-dilutive kind of source of capital. Would you consider venture debt?
1: Oh, absolutely! We actually did a round of revenue-based funding with Lighter Capital a while back, and I couldn't have been more happy.
0: What made um, you happy with it?
1: One, the ease of working with them—they were a very uh, open and earnest company. They basically, you know, we're we're opening up our books to them. They're looking at us, and they're basically betting on on our success. Not the our, our, the, the, the investment isn't predicated on opportunity; it's predicated on performance. So. It made really good sense for us. We didn't need a lot of capital. We needed a small amount to do a sprint that we wanted to kind of uh, push ahead some product. And we were just short on our ability to cover the cost. And that arrangement was very fair and equitable to us.
0: Yeah, Rob, Um, I want to just be clear. I want to dig deeper here because I think it says a lot about lighter. So, you know, I'm very familiar with venture debt. You know, there's a bunch of different terms. Lighter is typically they will go down to the smallest companies. You got to be north of about 15 grand a month for them to work with you. They'll typically lend you anywhere between three and kind of five X your current monthly recurring revenues. And they typically look for like a three to four year repayment period with like a one to three to one point five repayment cap. Now, what they'll always say when they work with new entrepreneurs is if for any reason at the end of that time frame, you're in trouble. Well, we will never like be aggressive and shut the company down. We'll always do like a recap. We'll just renegotiate. Am I hearing you accurately? You fell into that. You didn't grow as fast as possible, but they were really friendly and helping renegotiate.
1: We actually grew right on path and uh, we actually were able to go back for a second tranche as needed. We didn't need it initially, but we got offered it. We went back and we able to take more money when we needed it. They've been a great partner. I've never, we've never missed on any of our milestones with them. Um, so I've been very, very stoked. I can't speak to someone who has missed on that side. Um, our relationship has been nothing but open and communicative. We talked to them about once a month in a social capacity. Um, if they, they ask us for referrals from time to time to other companies, because we've been sort of one of their, um, I would say probably better, better customers down here, I guess. I, don't, sure. I couldn't say, before. I don't know the other customer base they have, but yeah, I mean, it's been, but easy and, and very, very positive.
0: Good. All right. We're out of time. Let's wrap up quickly with the famous five. Number one, what's your favorite business book?
1: Ooh, that's a good one. Um, pass
0: <laughs> <No, laughs> <no> number, <laughs> number two. Is there a CEO you're following or studying?
1: I used to be enamored with Jack Ma because I thought it was really neat how he was bringing Alibaba to the forefront and I liked his personality. I have not really been too engaged lately with anybody else other than in our
0: own business. Number three, what billing tool do you use?
1: Uh, Billing tool, we built our own.
0: Okay, um, number four, how many hours of sleep do you get every night?
1: Five and a half to six.
0: And what's your situation? Married, single, kids?
1: Married, father, uh, Uber driver for the child and support team for volleyball and surfing every day.
0: Wait, so any kids or no? One, we have a 13 year old. Okay, I wasn't sure, okay, one kid and how old are you? Uh, 50. 50, last question, what do you wish your 20 year old self knew?
1: Everything I knew today. (laughs) One thing. (laughs) One thing. um, Just trust in yourself and breathe.
0: Yep, guys, trust in your instincts, breathe. Sold his first wedding company for called a couple hundred thousand bucks. Used all that money to plow it into his new idea, aisle planner, selling into really the wedding planning industry. However, 15% of his user base or paid customer base actually are doing other things like product launches. So they're expanding a bit now, doing about 320 grand a month in revenue up from 150 grand about a year ago. Healthy growth bootstrap. They've used venture debt and they've, it sounds like used it very effectively, serving over 8,000 of these planners today. They've got a team size of seven based in San Diego go four percent revenue churn uh annually. That's obviously on a gross basis. When they do spend money, they spend a hundred bucks to get a new forty dollar a month customer for a three month payback period. Rob, thank you so much for taking us to the top.
1: My pleasure. Thank you so much.